this pleases me. Oh, yeah. This pleases me. This. Smart Home Technology. Technology. Alexa, please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digger Digger. Oh no, 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 no. I do not want this. Alexa, stop. Smart Homes. Stupid people. Smart Homes. Smart Homes, stupid people. Smart Homes, stupid people. Smart Homes. Stupid people. Smart Homes. Hello everyone, this is Madeline from Smart Home Stupid People and uh, I welcome you to another episode which is called More Than Just Chemistry. And yes, today it will be about the idea that we as humans and every living organism out there is more than just uh, an accumulation of some chemical molecules. (laughs) There is more behind that. And the implications of this idea, what does that mean to the way we see the world if there's more than just chemistry out there? And we came up with this idea because I was invited to give a talk to the 24 hours event of the European Shamanic Foundation yesterday. And I presented my book, Nature's Never Silent, also talked about the way of communication that's happening in nature. And then the question was, what can we learn from nature, specifically from the spirits of nature <laughs> for our own lives? And I had uh, three answers to that. So I think we will talk a bit about this today as well. Meanwhile, I also introduce uh, my, <laughs> my my husband here. Very busy co-host here trying to set up the audio stream. Aris Felmuth. Um, Hi, guys. Yes, he is, he's still busy, but I'll, I'll lead through the first couple of minutes while he's fixing very nice stuff and preparing everything just as it is Sunday. It was really cozy. We just kind of went out today having um, Indian food for lunch and yeah, just enjoying that very nice weather. I, I'm a big fan of the winter time because things are just slowing down. It's nice and cozy inside. And yeah, I really enjoy that specifically after a year with a lot of changes a lot of things going on and just at the right time I finished the book I finished a couple open sentences so <laughs> like open threats in my life that kind of came to an end where I see like okay this is not going anywhere and this ends so we'll see what else we can do but yeah uh, it has a very nice energy to it and so being part of that talk yesterday of that event was a also very nice for me. Um, the event was, as I said, a 24 hours event <laughs> about the spirits of nature and 24 hours ongoing, there were presentations from people all over the world about the topic spirits of nature from a scientific point of view, from a shamanic point of view, from an artistic point of view. So a lot of different ideas behind that. And I talked about my book, Nature is Never Silent. So I think the idea that life is more than just chemicals and chemistry is for me something that is that I kind of almost always kind of had in the back of my mind, but going through a very 
scholastic environment and system and a very logical training, I for many years thought this is this is all that there is only chemistry out there. That just as I learned it in university, you know, every living organism is made up of cells, of molecules. There are chemi chemical bondings between the different molecules. And this is it. There's nothing else. This is how life works. And so this is how you can also argument how or science are. Sorry. <laughs> this is how uh, scientists also uh, argue that you can measure life, right? If there's only chemistry, you can measure reactions. You can just look into cells and see what kind of chemistry is going on. But over the time, I thought, like, is that really everything? There's so much out there that you, you can't measure but yet it's still there and specifically within the form of communication in nature. If, when we talk about chemistry, the chemical communication is the oldest form actually of communication, which means that chemical communication is something that communication happens on a, on a molecular level where you have molecules that kind of bind like a um, like a key to a, um, what was that, lock? <laughs> mm -hmm. So the molecule has to fit right in the receptor, for example, of a, of a cell, of the surface of a cell, in order to release something, in order to, um, that there's a reaction happening to it. And so this is a very simple form of a sender and a receiver. The sender sends a chemical, a molecule out. For example, one cell sends the molecule out to another cell, that molecule binds to that cell and then there's a reaction happening. So that's the easiest way of looking at um, on a chemical level for communication. And, but yet there is still so much more out there that we can't explain just by chemistry, just by looking at it, how animals behave, how plants are working and functioning specifically in the world of communication. So I think all these question marks in the air back when I was studying and also during my PhD time, because I was focusing a lot on chemical communication, was, is that really everything? There must be more out there. Also kind of looking for myself in the world, you know, what is my purpose, why I'm here, how I'm working, why I'm behaving the way I do. And so I kind of fell into a very deep hole at the beginning of my PhD when I was about 30 just really remember that situation kind of sitting there and staring at the wall and asking myself, what is this all about? Why am I doing this here? What are we, what we are supposed to do here on earth? How is life, how, how did life came up and what is it that life is leading in, in, in this universe? So all these big questions and I had no answers to it, <laughs> which was kind of frustrating. And also I was frustrated with the scholastic system I felt overworked and just so many demands that that where um, people were asked me to do and, and I felt under a lot of pressure. So I really asked myself, why is that, what is that good for? Why should I keep going? It's, it's not healthy, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I was looking for answers somewhere else. And I ended up with, you know, more spiritual points of views on it where it opens up that the possibility exists that we are more than just chemistry, that there is something as a soul to everything out there, not only to humans, but also to animals, to plants, to stones, even water and air, everything and landscapes have their specific um, spirits. And maybe just to say the difference, that's how I learned the difference between a spirit and a soul. The spirit is just a general 
general talk you know everything has a spirit but mm -hmm. a soul is very individual like your soul is different than my soul so it's a very individual mm -hmm. um thing more like a thumbprint yes yeah but it's kind of the, the spirits is just the overall um theme and then mm -hmm. each one has a individual um soul yeah well um so that was hello. a very nice intro hello good. everybody i tried to bridge that <laughs> no you did a very good job i think Thank it's I, I think it's now time to say hello and welcome everybody to a new episode <laughs> of smart home stupid people today we are talking about not just chemistry as you have just heard with that fantastic intro from madeline here's your wine thank you there we go <laughs> uh, we are drinking glühwein glühwein is glühwein. a german hot wine you drink in the winter time over yeah. here very and nice. uh, it's made from my best, I, I, from what I understand, the last wine of the season. And um, they heat it up and add sugars and stuff into it and honey. And it's pretty nice. So yeah. that's what we are doing. Mm. <laughs> well, we already time. have some people saying hello. Oh, hello, Felminator. Nice to see you. Hello, Felminator. You said. See? Thank you. See? Thank you. You already, have, you already have a cult following generating I right can now. see that. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline is actually very apprehensious. Apple what? Apprehensious. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uncertain about okay. being able to talk about this kind of stuff mm -hmm. um, uh, as openly. You know, she still has it in her mind. I think that Germany is is still very um, lockstepped uh, when it comes to what is accepted to be talked about and what is not yeah well also coming from a from that scientific background you know being in university for so many years uh, mm -hmm. there was n not even a slight trace of what i was talking what i'm talking about now right. there was right. not even the idea that something like that could exist and i also felt like if I would have started talking about this they would have just threw me out of the university you know they don't want to have people like that um because it's also you as a as a PhD student, you as a postdoc, you are representative of that um, very of that university, yeah. and yeah. they are very aware of their image. So if you don't fit in, you yeah. just get this is a completely different. Uh, this is a uh, actually something we've spoken about before, and I, I think that we should really do an entire. It's really close. Does it have to be like that? <laughs> oh, you can move <laughs> it around a little bit if you like. Ah, okay. Yeah. A little intimidated by that thing today. There we go. Oh, okay, thank you. You're a little farther than normal. I just realized I didn't oh, okay. move the sofa over uh, the way we do usually. I, I kind of tucked myself in there. Yeah. Yeah, but it sure. works. It works. So uh, the the scholastic system over here is very strange in that a lot of it, most of it, is paid by tax money. So yes. it's 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 uh, funded by our taxes and by and, yep. and and through uh, foundations and so on and what so a forth. Government also. But the universities still act like they're private institutions because they they kind of are. They just get the money from the tax money. And the problem with that is that the universities tend to be very socialist in the way that they operate in the sense that like Madeline said if you don't if if the professors <laughs> and the teachers don't feel like you are representing them they'll they'll fail you. And that's yeah. a completely justified reason for failing someone in that uh the the final exams are oral exams and then you have uh what, what four four professors need to stand, sit in front of you and listen to your exam and yeah. then they just walk out into the corridor and they're like uh, how, how do you guys feel? Is that was that good? Is that sixty percent worthy, or is that more like ninety yeah, percent exactly worthy? Exactly like that because I was also a part of that um, right? uh, evaluation team. You know, once you're a PhD, right. you're, also, you're also involved in the whole um, system of the university. You're yeah. involved in teaching, in, in planning exams, taking exams, yeah. and so yeah, I was wondering about that. And then when we talk <laughs> about the the doctoral thesis, I mean, how many people do you think actually read your doctoral thesis that you worked on for six years? 
<laughs> Not many enough. Can you count them on your hand, or did you do you have two? Can you count them on two hands? No, on one hand, I'm See? sure. <laughs> and this this is now goes to the next part: is that the reason why uh, she was able to pass was because that she showed excellence in the way that she worked, not necessarily what she wrote and ha- and 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 the content of it, because nobody read it. <laughs> well, yeah, at least not not thoroughly. I mean, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's well, I'm, um, it's like I'm just saying it in the sense that now with, that we're bridging this gap between, I know that it's a difficult thing for sometimes oh. for you as a scientist because you <laughs> I even I even hear the way you talk. I wrote this down Uh-oh. that uh, during during your talk, Uh-oh. you don't say we scientists. You say scientists as if you're outside of the community. You've well, already you've already you've already accepted. I think that if you're talking <laughs> about this, you're outside of the community and you can't use the word we instead of. Yeah, because Damn. I also not identify myself anymore as a pure scientist because my work is not really... Well, it, that's the other thing. What does a scientist do? They explore the world. I'm still doing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, But not in that schola- scholastic system anymore. I'm not planning experiments anymore. I'm not publishing on that level anymore. That's why I don't feel like... And I'm not missing it, so, right? so it's okay. Well, look, you have abandoned the scholastic system. It has nothing to do with the scientific yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still like it. Approach. Absolutely. And I yeah. still have it during my um, work in a mm-hmm. in some some. Yeah. Well, places. I see the way that you approach now a lot of the shamanistic stuff mm-hmm. in in addressing that things could be more than just chemistry. That it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. just chemistry that we live in. And now you're looking at that from a very uh, scientific background mm-hmm. uh, with a very scientific background, and you're yeah. you're able to take that that all that that um, philosophy that you have earned and gained over the years and apply it to that without dogma. (laughs) I can also see that this is very welcomed in that community where I'm right now with the European Shamanic Foundation, that many of them working there and being part of it also have a scientific background, either they're psychologists or there are artists or mathematicians and also biologists. So it seems like they have gone through the same failure. (laughs) Transformation. Yeah, transformation to come up with with you know the question there must be more than what we can just see feel and touch and hear right and ended up you know looking for the same answers that I do right. well let's talk about that then because okay. to me what I what I love about this this topic and I say this a lot because um there are two really important things to address with this and one yes. I I so first off I I studied chemistry when I first came to Germany I was balls deep in chemistry mm-hmm. so to say uh, i was i was i was i was planning on going all in you know i, I got about halfway in mm. and i'm thinking ooh i don't know about this so i was doing a bridging course at that time to be mm-hmm. accepted uh, into university over here oh, okay and yeah. um i love chemistry i really do and and, and this is why i, I want to say that um, it's this isn't if this isn't a show about us saying that chemistry is wrong. No, 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 it's not about it, that. This is a show about if you look at the universe in just chemistry, yeah. you're going to miss a lot. And, Absolutely, and a yeah. big part of that is that it's well taught today that still we assume ninety nine point nine 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 percent space in the atom is empty. Yeah, and so this bears the question if. of all matter is on average empty space, then what is chemistry? But nothing more than 0.0000000%. Well, it's a bad theory. 0.1% of of the physical reality. Mm. 
And so this now brings, when you just look at it, that, and this is normal chemistry. Now, when you go into um, physics and they start talking about quarks and what's happening in the vacuum, <coughs> things change, but it's it's still a matter of fact yeah. that in the chemistry world that we that, that we only occupy, you know, no point, no, 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 one percent. Of well, yeah, actual it, space. Isn't that a bad theory to exp that only explains that little? There you go. And, <laughs> and, and the funny thing too is that we don't know much about it. We yeah, like yeah, yeah. we know the, about the periodic table of the element. You know the whole Bohr Rutherford mm -hmm. thing, and we don't really understand it. We don't like we have all these great theories, and they're theories at best. You yeah, know, yeah. how do we know what's inside a planet? We've never been there. We've never shot a torpedo deeper than a few kilometers into the Earth. We have no idea what's uh, what the Earth is made of, let alone other planets. Mm. We have no idea um, how the formation of galaxies and universes really occurred. We have good theories, right? And a lot of this, it's funny because, you know, the observation into the astral realm above us, astral realm, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the universe above us, the uh, ast astronomy world above us, um, is what fueled a, mm -hmm. a lot of our discoveries locally mm -hmm. because we get to see how the forces operate, you know, with the Doppler effects and and gravity and so on and so forth. And so we have theories that are based on observation um, and they're good. You know, I mean, these theories are good enough that we can do stuff like what we're doing today mm -hmm. where we can talk through mm -hmm. these electro uh, electronic devices that mm -hmm. are completely based mm -hmm. on chemistry and physics. And you on the other side of wherever can can hear everything we're doing and talk to us real time, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. very, very little latency. This is amazing in the sense that our theories are pretty good. Yeah. But now this comes, This I'm going to throw a little bit of a Bible thing in there. And to, in, in the Bible, it, it's in Genesis, you know, that one of the very first things that happens is at the end, one, uh, right, right before the Sabbath, God gives man dominion over all the beasts and the creatures mm -hmm. and the creepily crawly things and all that stuff. So the, the point is, is that God gives people dominion over the world. And if you come at the, the, the reality with that, with that opinion that reality belongs to us, then it all of a sudden becomes something that you want to control. Yeah. And and that was, to me, one of the big reasons why I found that the religion, uh, the Abrahamic religions was not for me. I, mm -hmm. I walked away from that because I found that to be very spiritually crippling with the with that specific approach mm -hmm. that, that uh, reality was a possession, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's a um, so-called anthropocentric way to see the world, but that's more that's like right. where the humans are in the center of it or over everything. Mm -hmm. And not a part of it. And not a part of it, right? They're outside of it and they're kind of uh, are better than the that's rest. That's right. And so that's the f that's the first real thing I wanted to look at because I think that um, when you have that point of view, the following point of view comes very easily. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is that everything must be controllable by us yeah, yeah, because yeah. we control it and own it anyway. Yeah. There has to be a control mechanism. And so this is where chemistry um, comes into play, mm -hmm. where we believe we have this, these rules in front of us, and all we got to do is learn how to control them, mm -hmm. and we can go forward with it. Mm -hmm. And and you as a biologist, this is something that uh, you, you were taught with classically, that yeah, yeah. life cannot exist outside of chemistry. And yep. yet, it's funny that I use the religious example, uh, because religion is kind of based on the idea that we come from an etheric realm, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> also yeah. a part of Genesis, that <laughs> before the physical world was created, there was an etherical realm. Yeah, but right? also the idea, that's what I learned during my studies, what is actually 
nature, what is a living organism. And mm. so you have all these different aspects that a animal, a plant or fungi or a bacteria has to to fulfill in order to be alive. Whereas stones, right. water, wind, sun, earth, all these things that are left out of that natural world or that, you know, a kind of animated uh, world, but yet they're a part of it. And that was also a big thing when I look more into the shamanic point of view that they include everything out there, not only the, st the animals and the plants that are obviously alive. Right. <laughs> but if you look uh, like a level higher, they say everything is unsold and that's why everything is alive. Well, I heard, recently heard a really great analogy in the sense that we, if you were to look at a river, mm -hmm. is the river alive? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. let's say from a biologist studying chemistry and biology point of view, is the river alive? Well, it's part of the environment, and so it's not alive. It's the so-called, um, we say that, uh, um, abiotic, abiotic um, mm -hmm. components. Of the environment. Yeah. yeah. You have the biotic and the, and the abiotic. And the abiotic, exactly. Now, here's the funny thing, is, is that like, if you were to look at more of the shamanistic approach, you know, yeah. uh, European religions, um, yeah. worldwide over, let's just say we took Abrahamic off of the map, most of what's left over mm -hmm. is going to be very nature oriented mm -hmm. in reality mm -hmm. anyway. And so a lot of the older, I don't even want to say older because they're still here. They never went away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people I think like to say that the older wisdom and the older, it's still here. It's not old. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of forgotten maybe. <laughs> there might be, you know, I think there's a big percentage of us mm -hmm. that don't practice, but yeah. it's not old. Yeah. It's, 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 I think the origins and the inception of it is older, but it's still around. And, and so now if you look at a river, Okay, let's 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 uh, take the definition of what life is from a biologist's point of view, and let's see if the river meets that criteria. Even though yeah. you know it's an abiotic yeah. um, component of the environment. Yeah. So there are a couple of aspects that we have to look at when we ask ourselves: Is something alive or not? So mm -hmm. the first thing is there has to be a certain kind of order, just as you know, have cells that are in order that forms mm -hmm. um, organs. The organs form the whole organism. So there has to be an order. In the system. Mm -hmm. The second thing we'll have to recall that <laughs> uh -oh. is that there is growth. So it's it's kind of expanding, it's growing, mm -hmm. right? Then the third one is there has to be So growing in the sense that it can reproduce or No, that's a different part. Just okay. it grows, right? Okay. So it's kind of from well, you have the reproduction. But it starts small and it's it's growing until mm -hmm. its full size. I mean, single cell organisms don't really grow; they just duplicate. Yeah, but still, like I mean, they can. Um, yeah, I mean, they also maybe start small and then they kind of <laughs> uh, expand, mm -hmm. or if they 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 sell. But it's definitely part of it. Reproduction. Maybe it's it's both in together, like reproduction and okay, growing. But, so I, my, I think yeah. the, the funny thing that we're getting at here is: Would you say that there is an actual definition of life? in biology and chemistry today that all chemists and biologists worldwide agree on. No, 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 this is not the case. And it has never been for decades. They're that, that's kind of what I was, about this for, for forever. That, that's exactly <laughs> like, what I was hinting at, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to put you on the spot to remember something out of your early textbook no, years. No, I mean, because, I actually have it because it's also part of my first book though. <laughs> well, the funny thing though is that yeah. it's not really, uh, a, like there are many theories as yeah, what yeah. the definition of life is, but it, it's not really agreed upon. No, they came up with a bunch of things that they observed, you know, amongst living organisms. Mm -hmm. Say, well, this, this is obviously something that they all have in common, such as also, as you said, you know, reproduction and growth. Yeah. That's one thing. Also, um, that that kind of whole thing well, of the point um, is the river grows and shrinks. That? Uh, that's um, 
Taking in food, yeah, metabolism um, that was also part of it, um, and communication, yeah. you know, really reacting to your environment. Yeah. But if you look at it, actually, it's really also, you could also project that onto a, f a river. Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like I said, the river grows and shrinks with the seasons yeah. and uh, with its the course of its life. It moves around. One, it has uh, you know, a system too. A couple decades yeah. ago, the river was over there and now it's over here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it has a plethora of life living in it, yeah. such as we do with our biology. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it, it has a, 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 an essence to it. Yes. Right? It, 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 it's, uh, it has an impact on the life around it mm -hmm. and the life around it impacts it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there, there's a lot that you can do to mm -hmm. to really now start playing with what is life. Yeah. And then to start realize that there are a lot of great philosophers out there who have had great ideas as to how to define life and how to put mm -hmm. it into a nice little package. <laughs> um, but fundamentally, actually, the idea of of uh, us being just chemistry is very recent. Mm -hmm. This is actually only in the last hundred years, mm. because before that, the 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 standard approach of um, looking at the universe was more the alchemical approach, the etheric approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ether science was the the big thing a hundred years ago. Here, maybe a hundred and twenty years ago, mm. and and then came this whole idea of uh, what I would I could only call the Einstein revolution. I think it was mm -hmm. a bullshit revolution that was kind of created um, politically mm -hmm. in, in in many facets, right? And a lot of the etherical science was pushed aside and. Um, Cancelled. <laughs> Let's put it that way, right? <laughs> and still to this day, you even still see in um, in Asia, they, they 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 there are practitioners of science who do things very differently because of the way that they look at the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the whole East Asia way to see it with Buddhism and the Buddhism uh, is the biggest one. I think that yeah. that's the the Buddhism and the Taoism and all that stuff. I think that the way that they practice science on a Western level, mm -hmm. um, but with their view of looking at reality is 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 obviously very different. Um, so let's talk about not just chemistry. What, yeah. what does that imply? Well, I will say that for me, the biggest thing that it implies is that you can't just fix everything with more chemistry. You can't, yeah. you can't just keep adding entropy in mm. order to control everything because actually the concept of manifestation is outside of chemistry or mm -hmm. even more so yeah. that true life energy, life yeah. essence, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, etheric energy. This is the stuff that, uh, what was his name? Uh, Tesla, I believe mm -hmm. he called it zero point energy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm. Um, there are all these great theories as to the uh, an energy that can be taken right out of the vacuum. You know, this is something that they talked about in Stargate. You yeah, know, would you say that the zero point module? Is it zero point <laughs> energy that Tesla called? I'm going to take a look at that right now and find out what Tesla called it. But Tesla had a word that was very similar, and I think that actually that's where Stargate got it from. Okay. Um, and uh, there are there are many different words and uh, concepts for the energy that's taken out of the ether, mm. right? And mm -hmm. the idea is is that the energy out of the ether forms matter. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, and matter isn't exclusively the end all and be all, right? Mm. There's something f far greater and far deeper behind yeah, yeah. it. And also that we are able to really influence the matter with our thoughts, that we can right. create reality just by being and directing our energy, you know, like Manifestate. thoughts are energy. Yeah. And yeah, as you said, man manifesting. Yeah. And uh, if you know how it works, I, I've, I've done it many mm -hmm. times in my life. And for me, it always worked. Well, um, tell us a couple little stories about that. I'm going to find out what I was just talking <laughs> yeah. about. And um, the other big thing is like, obviously what this hints at too is 
uh, a lot of scientists are very atheistic in their belief system because mm -hmm. they can't imagine the spirit world being quantifiable by chemistry. I think this yeah. is the big division. Is yeah, a, right? that there's more that they can see, smell, hear, that there's more outside their perception. Right. But if you know that we are able, you know, just like from, from the light spectrum, that we can only see 1% of the whole electromagnetic spectrum, the visual mm -hmm. light, I mean, 1%. <laughs> how, how, that, huh? how ignorant is that to believe that there's nothing else out there, <laughs> the rest of the 99%? <laughs> well, <laughs> Just because we can't see it, right? <laughs> well, we have telescopes and we have all these great technologies now that um, help us see what we can't see. And, yeah, well, and measure that, what we can't yeah. taste and touch and smell and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so we're kind of going you know, in that right direction. But uh, well, I also think that once you have a certain belief system, just as you see the level of absurdity that you talked about, you know, like where is your level of absurdity? Is it, it's, it's for you impossible to believe that there are spirits, that there is more that out there, that things are the things you can see, you know, that you're actually able to talk to your dad, grandma, and these kind of things. If that's out of your... Uh, possibilities then it won't work for you because it's you you can't believe it then it won't work and this is where we can we can talk about manifestation what is it that you can believe mm -hmm. and it is a very important question to ask yourself what are your beliefs in the first case uh, what do you believe about yourself specifically for example with me i had it in my life about money you know my beliefs in money I believe that money is dirty, that uh, only rich people or rich people are stupid people, or not stupid, but rich people are not nice people because they um, exploit others. So I never wanted to become a rich person. So I had all these beliefs about money and I was wondering myself why I always had problems with money. <laughs> like not, not really having enough or not earning enough or when I had money, it was gone immediately. And of course, one part was that I was just not trained in how to deal with money. In a very, very profound way, you know, just like a very practical way. But on the other hand, I had these beliefs in my head that money is dirty and money for money, nothing good comes out of it. And my family, they were always arguing about money. So I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I looked about, I looked at these beliefs and I asked myself if that's really true. And of course not. I mean, money is something neutral. It, it depends on what you want to do with it. And it's, it's, there is no, no quality attached to it, but but yet what you want to um, attach to it. So I kind of went went through my belief systems in that regards, and I kind of um, replaced them with other beliefs where I thought, you know, money is just an ex is just an expression of my own value, the value I have for myself, for my work, from what I'm doing. And once I did that step by step, also manifesting for me a life where I always have more than enough money for my lifestyle. Over the time, these things changed for me. All of a sudden, I got a job which was paid really well for, you know, not doing so much. <laughs> so also being able to have some ideas, for example, writing my second book where a huge amount of money came in um, and things were just changing and shifting. So the thing, the essence of manifestation, I think, is that first of all, you have to become aware that you are more than just your body, that you are um, you are life, that there is a life essence within you, there is a spirit within you. And to find that 
find that situation where you can enter this this energy. And I can really recommend, if you're interested in that more, for example, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about this really well. He's mm -hmm. a neuroscientist, I think. He has a lot of meditations and just talks about it, how to find that sweet spot, <laughs> how to go into these uh, brain waves where you are, was that, the, the omega waves, where you kind of really in... Alpha. Is that alpha? Alpha, alpha the alpha, ones are... Alpha, beta, theta, delta. Yeah, which yeah. Are, ones are the ones where you're actually really present and in the moment and... Alpha. Yeah, so yeah. where you can come into the alpha state, the highest energy level, I think, mm -hmm. right? So and that is where you realize that you are um you are you are no one no place at no mm. time you forgot you forget everything that you think you are your personality that doesn't exist you are just life you are just essence and spirit and once you are in that place you can manifest from there because you know that you have the power <laughs> to do so. You are life and you can create everything you want around you. That's why your life however you experience it in that very moment is an expression of how you feel inside. Mm -hmm. If you feel angry, there will always come things at you that make you angry. <laughs> if right. you feel um, yeah, not loved enough, people will leave you or these kind of things. So the energy that you have within you, um, you will attract these things in your, in your life. So that's why you, if you want to change something, you have to find first that inner, as you always said, that inner hotness. Hotness, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. that essence within you where, where you can really feel you are endless, you are life energy and you can create from there whatever you want, whatever you want to see in your life. Uh, but this is the first step and the second step is to really be in that very moment and see what, what you really want in your life. What is that life essence, that spirit that you have? What is that asking for in your life? Like for me, I just realized that I was looking for a new job and thinking about maybe I should change something here and there, realizing that all I take, all I really care is, you know, living here with, with uh, Aries and, and the cats and having a nice home and just having time for me to do the things I like, such as drawing and writing. And that's it. I don't need anything else <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for me to be happy, you know? And then I think, you can you can step by step create the life that you want. Although you might think right now, oh, you know, everything is lost for me. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lot of money issues and this and this and that. This is how you are looking at it right now. But you have, and believe me, you have the the energy and the power to change it in every moment. You just need to find that uh, feeling where you are convinced that you really mm. can do this. That, yeah. yeah th this comes to that uh, an idea that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind. And, um, you know, many years ago, I read The Celestian Prophecy by, um, I forget his name right now, uh, uh, James Redfield. James and Redfield, yeah. um, <clears throat> there's kind of like something you get, a, a great impression that you get after you've read that. And that is that when you talk to someone mm. and you have a good relationship with them, the the relationship becomes uplifted and this is something yeah, yeah. that i'm now learning about as well uh, i'm 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 researching a little bit more i'm going more into the um permaculture world because i'd like to mm -hmm. prepare things properly for springtime now and uh, try my hand at that and in the permaculture world it, the philosophy is also very similar in that they the people who who originally created permaculture which was uh, the it was his name was bill mollison he was an Austra uh, Ta well, tasmanian guy australian <laughs> and his um his partner was uh, Holm 
Holmgren or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. for, he was he was a mainland Australian, and um, the idea is that what the word that we often hear today in in, in um, environmental science mm -hmm. is um, sustainability. Sustainable, yeah. And it's funny because it, I, it was a great thing that I heard um, the lady, Melissa is her name, the, the one who I'm actually looking at right now um, into her programs. And uh, one thing that she said, she said, how would it be if someone came up to you and said, how's your marriage? Is it sustainable? <laughs> right? And if you thought to yourself, you're like, yeah, my marriage is sustainable. It's not very good, is it? And uh, and it's funny to think of it that way because I don't think that sustainability is actually a really good thing, you know. Well, it sounds like nothing is moving, right? It's just it's, it's always it's the same. It's kind of it's 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 kind of like a, a type of sterility almost, yeah. right? Uh, and mm. it, it's interesting when you look at it that way. Like obviously, I think the way that a lot of uh, today's political science and activists try to put it forward is like no more depletion. Let's meet sustainability. Sustainability yeah. is kind of a bullshit thing, though, because in nature, that's not what happens. As mm. I mentioned, you if if you're working with someone. Yeah, you could have a sustainable work relationship. It means that they don't piss you off. You yeah, know, you, the you same don't go out for drinks. Output, right? so exactly. No. Uh, yeah, it's just like a. Um, yeah, like a. Well, let's let's look at any business. No mm. business wants to be sustainable. Every business wants to be profitable. So profitable is grow. about regeneration. Mm. And this is the same thing with relationships with people. It's the same thing with nature. Is actually you can get a lot more out of nature than you put into it if mm. you choose to make that connection. And I think that this is something that's mm -hmm. very hard for a lot of people to understand, that once you start walking more of a synchronistic path, the laws uh, of attraction that we believe are laws anyway, but the theory of the law of attraction tends to be really powerful and it tends mm. to work very well. It means that when you go out and you put yourself out there and you start exploring that what you are looking for will present itself or something that yeah, yeah. will fit your demands will present itself as well. Um, and, and the idea of living what I would, I can now only call a sustainable life, which is a 40 hour work week and living at home and watching TV and going to bed at the same time and waking up <laughs> at the same time every day and only exploring the same, like, you know, you, you go to job, it's always the same path you take. You mm -hmm. go, you go out on, on the town at the, on, over the weekend. It's always the same couple mm -hmm. bars once in a while you go on vacation. Um, so it means that really our lives become sustainable in the sense that mm -hmm. they're no longer uh growing yeah, yeah and yeah. we're not growing with our lives yeah and so to me I think that the 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 idea of what we presented in the past as the American dream and um the idea of a sustainable lifestyle is horseshit in the sense that it it's it, it's it's a life of of um of not growing mm. it's a life of uh of sterility right yep. and so this is something that i'm really starting to see more and more that as you look into nature things are constantly growing things are constantly moving they're yep. constantly in flux Absolutely. nothing is certain nope right but uncertainty itself and uh <laughs> th this is this is one of these things where when you start to look at nature and you start to realize um the the peace the the pleasantries and the brutalities all together you start to see that that is what we are you know, we are we are a package of what could be very peaceful and very brutal at the same time. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's of our best interest, just like any other biological entity, to take care of ourselves properly yep. and healthily. Not meaning that like you have to go out and and um, take from something else that is producing. Mm -hmm. Quite the opposite. I think that uh, one thing that I'm starting to see more and more about the permaculture experience for me right now is that as you help life grow, mm -hmm. life 
will reward you with life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let's let's expand this a little bit. Mm-hmm. In 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 what context um does just chemistry play itself out in today's world? Yeah. Let's let's take let's put let's let's put two piles on the table. One is just chemistry mm. and one is not just chemistry. What are these two piles and what do they look like? So I think the first thing that comes to my mind is um health industry and mm-hmm. That's um, a big one. pharmacies because if you believe that everything is just chemistry then of course it makes sense if you take a pill and to fix things, right? So because it's just chemistry. That's right. <laughs> Something is missing you can add it through a pill. Yeah. Um, uh, it's yeah. funny, my father, he had uh, um, leukemia back in the tw- 2000s. Mm. And um, I just remember the doctors telling us shit like, yeah, yeah, um, 60% uh, of, 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 of the uh, um, recovery is um, like a placebo effect. Uh, 60% of the recovery is the person wanting to recover and mm. being healthy up here in the head and yeah, not yeah. wanting to die. And I've always found that to be interesting because that was something that I heard over and over and over again. They gave my dad placebos. They were like, here's the brand new medicine. I swear to God. Really? The okay. doctors walked in and said, here's a brand new medicine. You're going to try it out. We'll see how it goes for a few weeks. And it was just sugar pill. Mm. Nothing else. And my mom's like, why the fuck are you giving him sugar? <laughs> right? <laughs> my mom being the nutritionist and all yeah, that. Yeah. And it was just an interesting thing because the idea of, yeah. of um, it, this, this is that funny thing, right? The idea of becoming better means that we internally have the ability to Absolutely, energize ourselves from an is, external uh, energy source that we yeah. can't identify. This is the manifestation process, right? That's and, right? But if you use it consciously, then you can reach so much more and then you can use it very directed to create right. things. Because uh, also you creating and you manifesting every time you you constantly manifesting that's around you. But if you are conscious about the things that you're manifesting, then you of course you can change it and you can see what is it that you really want in your life. That's right. And how that how does it work? That's right. So, so. first thing you put on the table was the um the medical industry. Yeah. And that's a big one because as you guys yeah, see now huge. and we've made a couple episodes about this in the recent past that the medical industry and the food industry are no longer separated. It's the same industry, yeah. you know. Um it's funny when you look at the largest agriculture companies on the on the planet, they're not agri- agriculture companies. No, but yeah, is also you know, for example, part of um, producing pesticides and all that. But they well, that's also... my point. Is they're, they're they're chemical companies. They're not agriculture companies. They no. don't they don't actually work in the world of building life. They yeah, work yeah. in the world of destroying life in order to control a certain part of it that we want to keep. Mm. And it's and it's it's it, like how brutal is that? Yeah, yeah. Right. And and so this is actually to me one of these things where I've always thought, you know, when we talk about you've spoken a lot about this with the rabbits and the landscapes and how the the urban the rural landscapes are now not as fruitful as the urban landscapes because mm. the rural ab- uh, landscapes have all become so sterile. Yeah, yeah. They're just like huge well, huge areas are used for monocultures open fields, no bushes anymore. Mm. And it used to be different. In in Germany we had little farms all over the place where they, you know, were the separated um, between the farms were separated with um, hedges and bushes right. and little forest stripes and all that. And so over the years they bought these little farms and they integrated them into a huge area. They just got rid of the little farms mm-hmm. and yeah, put them together to a big, big field in order to make agriculture more efficient, right? So right. To have all these open fields where they can use big machines and just go over it once and, um, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, and this is where companies such as John Deere uh, became huge. Uh, Baya became huge. Monsanto became huge, which is now Baya anyway. Mm. And and you really start to see that um, the interest from a business point of view of convincing people that we're just chemistry is now becoming more and more and more prolific. Yeah, I mean, if there would be a different understanding in in the in the people, they would say, you know. What are you crazy? Exactly. <laughs> Why are we right? doing this? That doesn't make any sense. But obviously, most of them are, um, yeah, are convinced that this is exactly how it should be. That this is how it works. But I also have to say, I think in the last couple of years that things are changing and moving because people are realizing this can't be right. You know, this mm-hmm. this is not how it should be. We destroy nature. And people get sick from well, what, the what does it mean to destroy nature? I think this is a funny. This is something mm. I also want to put on the table because now we're talking about just chemistry and not just chemistry. What does it mean to destroy nature or anything at all? Yeah, I I, I say this because um, what are we destroying? We're destroying the chemical process that we believe is nature. Yeah. Uh, we we destroy ecosystems. We we you spoke about ecosystems um, mm. not too long ago about how. Uh, ecosystems want to, they have a balance and once they've surpassed their balance they find a new balance and it's one of these things also anthropogenic for us to declare something to be destroyed or not mm-hmm. right obviously what we're doing is foolish mm-hmm. obviously it's not really good for anything other than the bottom line mm-hmm. right um, and at the same time it's 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 a funny thing like big business does well when you have more people with more bank accounts to mm-hmm. a degree right mm-hmm. Um so there's there's an immediate interest in wanting to have as many people um, healthy enough to be able to pay their taxes or to be able to buy stuff that you know yeah, and, yeah. and to live a sterile life. But in, in in the reality of it, what percent of us are actually trying to build a healthy relationship to the universe or to reality? Mm. Right, like you know, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. And um, when this percentage is so 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 low then obviously this brutal empire has the ability to continue and and, and yeah. sally forth with their troops right yeah yeah um and and you look back into the past this is something that you see over and over again you see um cultures who have natural religions such as the celts and the norse and the american indians um being savagely destroyed by an empirical machine right mm. and for for that same reason trying to tell people that um, the the new religion has no connection to the reality and the stuff that you are looking at. Yeah, yeah. And therefore assimilate or be eradicated. All right. So let's look at these piles now. So we've talked about um, food and a bit of ecology, mm-hmm. right? What else? Let's let's say let's let's talk about the because uh, I think that the food thing now. Now if you talk about food uh, and health, mm. I think health is the big thing. Like you said too, mm-hmm. is that if we believe that we're just chemistry, then we believe that eventually we'll crack the code of biology and we can just make people out of nothing or make mm. people out of whatever. We can grow people in laboratories. We don't even need we don't even <laughs> need the birthing process anymore. Mm. You know? We can become like the Asgard race. I hate that they called them that on the on, on Stargate. I keep bringing up Stargate today. <laughs> you know, a, cl- a race that endlessly cloned themselves to till to till death. Um and, and these ideas of like mind transfer technology and all of a sudden now comes into that as well. This idea mm. that um, if you could teleport your mind into something else. It's funny, uh, years ago, I, I read a, a book called uh, by Michio Kaku. Uh, I can't remember which book it was. Um, 
Physics of the Impossible, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And that was something that he put in there that was really cool. He said that um, if teleportation exists, how can we tell that you weren't destroyed and recreated on the other side? <laughs> in the sense that every time you go through the teleportation process, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be the Stargate Event Horizon or just uh, the you know a time machine or anything like that, mm -hmm. what's to say that in that moment you are completely eradicated and destroyed and molecularized, and on the other side you're just cloned and recreated, and that yeah. clone believes that he's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Crazy. because he has everything, <laughs> except maybe perhaps not your soul. Yeah, but maybe he does. Maybe he has a new soul. Maybe, and this is that idea of, of, of what can we transfer? What is it, mm. and how is it made, and how is it done? Yeah, I think that's why it's so important to really look at that idea that you have a soul yourself, and also everything around around you has one. So the first thing, the first step is that connect to your own soul. And you can really just do it by becoming still and see what, what's in you, what what is really there when you take away your body, when you take away all the ideas that you have about yourself, your job, your age, your gender, everything that you're identifying yourself with, what is left. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the essence. And from there you can, you can start. And once you feel that, this is an amazing experience that eventually you can you know, be in that state most of the time. <laughs> From there, you can create a life that really, that really right. um, uh, is, yeah, matching that energy right. that you have. Right yeah, on. that's really cool. So I'm going to do a little uh, intermission thing here. And, and say that, intermission. <laughs> intermission. Exactly, and say that we are live on Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Telegram, and in audio format on Podbean. So yeah. for all of you guys who are listening to us right now, and I can see you guys there yeah, yeah. to a degree, <laughs> yeah. um, know that this is a live show. This is not a pre-recording, so you can jump in, ask questions, um, join the mm. Telegram Oops, I have to put that guy down. Look at that. Join the Telegram app. And yeah. if you already have it, join our channel and our chat. And then you can ask questions and join in on the conversation. At the same time, if you want to call in, call in through the Telegram app. Go to Smart Home Stupid People, the Telegram channel. There you will find the Smart Home Stupid chat linked to it in the top. And <laughs> you will then be able to say, hey, how's it going? I'd like to call in and we'll bring you into the show. We've done it a few times. It works well. So... <laughs> There we go. That being said, um, Twitch and DLive, we are officially called Smart Home Slow People on Twitch and DLive because Twitch don't like stupid people. Mm -mm. No, they're very discriminating towards stupid people. So therefore, <laughs> we had to change the name to Slow People. DLive didn't allow all those characters in there, so I figured why not just just uh, do both of them in there. All but these problems that yeah, we have exactly. to face. <laughs> if you search Smart Home Stupid People, you will find us, though, because all of our videos are titled as such. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I have another um, idea about the pile that we can make. I think also the whole talk topic about death and dying. So okay, so we're done with this part. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah. Are okay. you done with it? No, no, no. Oh, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I, I just, I just, you know, I'm gonna wash it away and uh, oh, okay. allow you to talk about piles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I Please. just had the idea about the pile of death, you know, and everything that has to do with it. If you believe that you're only chemistry, you know, this, the way you you approach death is also, you know, something I think that. I was always scared about the idea that if I'm only chemistry and I will die one day, I'm gone. You know, there's nothing left for me. <laughs> and that, yeah. that, that freaked me out as a child, as a teenager and not later on because I right. thought I don't want to leave. You know, I don't want to be nothing and, and just, I don't know, just, just be right. nothing. But if you think, well, even if you burn and, and the chemical bondings are, are gone, 
if you believe you have a soul, then there is more to you, right? And I just also thinking if you only believe that there this chemistry, I think the way you handle life is not with with a lot of appreciation, or maybe not with a lot of That's right. with a lot of um, empathy and respect. And I I thought about uh, something that happened this week. I don't know if you want to actually talk about this, but What's this? the the cat that you found and right. So I just had had that idea, or not the idea, but I thought about this. Um, yeah, maybe if you want me to talk about this, or um, yeah, well, let's like, talk about it. It was actually something that quite bothered me. Um, yeah. and uh, I figured I just put on my headset here so I can walk upstairs and get another glass of wine. You can do it. And, I can and, tell the story. No, I have everything wireless ah, okay. with me right now. I can still talk <laughs> from the other room. I'll do that in a minute, though. Okay. I, I don't need to be annoying. No. Um, the so I I I, I was um. Going for a morning drive just uh, around the, the the neighborhood, and I decided to go up the hill. I don't go up there too often, and when I went up the hill, because we have a a, a nice uh, like I think when the sun is up in the morning, there's a certain part on the on the mountain near us that uh, is very very nice um, mountain big hill mm. that's very nice in the um, in the morning light. And uh, when I went up there, I drove past uh, what I believed was a cat on the side of the road. And I thought to myself, was that a cat? Um, we don't like it's 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 funny, you know. We live in a very uh, forested area, right? It's an anthropogenic forest, means mm. that most of the forest here is actually planted by man, um, which is most of the forestry in Europe nowadays, anyway. Yeah. But when you go into the areas that are nice and hilly and mountainous, it's not anthropogenic in the sense that you actually see marshlands and bogs and well some bogs uh, and uh, and trees and bushes that are, you know, thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. in, in that, uh, it was always too inconvenient. It was, it was too much of an inconvenience to go there and actually yeah. uproot the trees and use them yeah, for something. So we just, just left, left them. It. So I love going to these areas where you can see crevices that are hard to, uh, to do anything with. So they just, they, they'd be left alone. And so I was on my way there. And when I saw that cat, I, I thought to myself, that can't be. Um, so I... And like I said, in the forested area, yeah, we get roadkill. We do. Um, but it's not normal to see a cat splattered, uh, to see a cat lying on the side of the road that I think was hit but is still alive now. Mm. So I turned around and, and went there and saw that the cat was alive. So I put my four ways on and blocked half the street and um, went out and, and, and you know, said hello and to see how uh, she was doing. Mm. And um, I then picked her up and realized she was very much alive and very much conscious. Um, she had freshly been hit and um, she was probably paralyzed from the waist down, right? I, that was my first impression. And um, so I brought, I put her in the in the car, I drove home, I got a blanket, wrapped her up in it. We found out which uh, um, animal clinic would be open because they all have weird hours and they tend to close at noon and close down for a few hours a day. And so it sucks in the middle of the day when you have an emergency, then you have to go uh, to the next, to the big city where they have actual animal shelters that are 24 seven. And um, so I bring her there and um, I, I tell them, I said, I, she was just freshly hit. Um, let's, let's, you know, and, and, and so they, they brought me to the towards the front of the line and we put her on the table and he touched her, her abdomen and said, no, nah, I think she's not going to make it. She's already pretty cold. But the, the part that bothered me about this is that um, somebody clearly, like where I found her was, uh, was she was off to the side of the road. Mm. 
And as I mentioned, I, I was already under the impression she couldn't do anything with the lower part of her body, right? Whether she had broken bro because of broken bones or a she was paralyzed, there wasn't much she could do with the bottom half of her body. Um, but she was on the side of the road, like a good like two feet or you know mm. almost a half a meter away from the road into the bush in, 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 into the foliage on the side of the road, meaning that someone must have hit her, got out, swept her aside, and drove off. Yeah. Instead of yeah. at least knocking on the door right across the street and mm. saying, "I just hit this cat. Um, do you know the owner? I have to go. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it actually bothered me quite a bit that um, after everything was said and done, that the cat did die a few hours later in uh, in in the the, the, the veterinarian's um, clinic. And uh, it bothered me because I was thinking to myself, you know, maybe I didn't need to bring her there. Hmm. Uh, I could have at least kept because she she died in a in a in a cold room in a warm box. You know, it's hmm. it's a weird way to think of it, but at the same time, um, uh, I think that she could have died uh, in 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 a, in a, either a better care or you know, yeah, he would put out of her and, put yeah. out of her misery if if it was that bad or yeah. you know, these are all these things where I just like I said, the part that bothered me about the whole thing is that somebody must have clearly put her there mm. on the side of the road because had she been hit and she'd been in that condition she wouldn't have been where she was mm. and so that's that. yeah and that's just, if you turn back to the topic you know if people believe life is just chemistry then maybe it's easier for them to 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 right. to, to be like that because you know this life is not worth anything because uh that's right it's just you know it's just a small cat why why would i bother they don't feel anything or not much mm. or whatever um, but if you see it on a different level that everything is connected, then you you know just as you react it, you would take that animal and you bring it somewhere where you, where it will get help. <coughs> well, it's not even just that. Is I think that actually to me the the transition into death is a very important part of life. Yeah, absolutely. That's and true. it's not something to be shoved onto the side of the road. No, absolutely, right? and also nothing that you just put it into a box, whether it's an animal or it's a human or anything else, right? Well, that's my point, is yeah. that it's like the act of putting something on the side of the road uh, is the act of trying to forget it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and, 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 and And considering it to be not important. And, that, yeah. and that's the whole point is, you know, when we start to ask ourselves why we do anything at all, why we do what we do, yeah, yeah. how is it not the, uh, the ability to connect deeper into reality, yeah. right? That's the, 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 the concept of seeking knowledge and happiness. Right, is is fundamentally attached to that connection is, I think, an important thing to um, to remember. And as again, if you don't only believe things are chemicals, right, mm. then why would you connect with anything? Because it's just on a very um, chemist. Like, yeah, I I don't really know Chemical how to reality, put it in yeah. words. Yeah, for me, it changed a lot when I realized I have a my own spirit and soul and then everything else around me because then you feel more much you don't feel alone anymore you mm. feel like everything is family everything is connected and there is uh, more empathy going on more warmth which enriches um our lives i would think and it it really it really influences our everyday um decisions the way we right. see our food, the way we appreciate our food, uh, the way we appreciate the people around us, and also our homes, the um, the area we live in. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I th for me, it changed a lot in my life to not think we are only chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a question or something. No, no, nope. they, they popped up something. No, no, nope. oh, okay, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> there are people, uh, you know, doing like thumbs up and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah. Um, but no actual questions so far. Yeah. So I also so if any of you guys have actual questions, um, feel free to, to feel free to uh, post yeah. them in the chat.
also wanted to finish that story with the cat. You know, they, as I said, you know, they called us and I said, um, so yeah, she she died. She was chipped but not registered. Mm-hmm. So we made a, you know, a couple. I printed a couple of pieces of papers and put them on the on the walls here at the bus stations and say, you know, if you miss a cat, please contact us because they will keep her for a couple of days and if no one is calling, they will give her for anonymous cremation. Yeah. They said. So if no one's calling us, then we'll pick her up and we will have a little funeral here at home, I think, and have a little. Well, we'll bury her properly or cremate her properly. Yeah, not so not uh, not in an oven in some in some just somewhere where no one is yeah. uh, taking care. And I've seen yeah. which is which is also very illegal in Germany for some reason. If you didn't know that, I learned. Oh, okay. Well, also, but I just want to say I, I've seen how 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 we are treating our dead people here because mm-hmm. I did a apprenticeship during my studies in the, yeah. um, pathology. So we had a dissection that I was able to attend. Autopsy. An autopsy, sorry. So Madeline uh, performed an autopsy. This is something new for you. I didn't perform it. I was you were there and you held the spoon. So therefore <laughs> you performed the spoon. it. <laughs> or, or the knife or I, the, the I fork. Did, I held the pot where I had to vomit it. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go get uh, some more wine. Yeah, I'll be listening I'll, to I everything. might just give you a, the, that little insight because well, I also so think this is part... Tell us the story about about uh, your autopsy, about how that all yeah. worked. And, yeah, and it's, um, um, if I would have not seen it myself, right? I would have not believed how this had, you know, how this worked. So I was at that as that at that clinic in Potsdam where I had I think a month uh, a month apprenticeship something, and so that one day we had a dissection. It was an older man. He died in the hospital, and they assumed it was a heart attack, but they had to prove it. Um, so also I think the the people um, his relatives they they asked for it in order to make sure that he really died from that natural cause. And so I remember it was a young she was a young assistant doctor. And, and, you know, they have to have a certain amount of uh, autopsies in order to become a professional, um, what is that? Mortician? Or, <laughs> I don't know, uh, the, the English word of this uh, specific type of being a doctor. So she, you know, the first thing was already the way they, they put that old man on the table. Everything was cold and sterile and they just moved him like a piece of meat, you know, like throw their la- throw his legs on the table and kind of move them around like a piece of meat without appreciation and or any 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 emotions involved maybe this is this is how you have to handle this topic in order to to work with this i don't know but i found that really weird and then you know they opened up everything and looked through everything everything was measured everything was kind of taken apart and looked at it and when they were done i couldn't believe they they used a lot of tissues they lo- used the 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 gloves and stuff and they put everything back into into him without putting it back into order. It was just, you know, the intestines were throwing back. They were kind of laying um, on the other side of his body, in, in, in his body. They put on the used uh, tissue papers and the, the plastic gloves. The, the plastic gloves, gloves that, yeah. they, they just put everything in that old man. And I was like, "What? What is going on here?" It's like, "Is that sort of garbage bin, right?" That, well, that's the that's the scary thing is they treated the carcass yeah. um, as a garbage bin. Absolutely, there was, as I said, no appreciation. And again, maybe this is how you have to. I don't. I can't believe you know if this is the way you have to to do it in order to be able to work with 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 death and to have that distance. But I mean, you can still have a distance, but but handle someone with care and with respect. 
right? So um, I was shocked, and I thought at that day, if 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 you know, I will never allow myself to be um, to be ha to having an autopsy. Neither my my beloved ones. Because I'm sure that this is normal procedure <laughs> and was not only um, a well, single case. This was probably one of the better procedures because there was an audience. Yeah, that's also a good good, good um, way to see it, right? So when I was there, I, I couldn't take the whole thing, to be honest. When I started chopping up his head and uh, the brain, <laughs> I had to get out of it. It was too much. Um, and also the smell of the intestines, it was... Hmm. Very intense experience, and after that, I saw death in a in a very different well, how, way. How did the other students um, perceive that? Did they perceive it like you I, did? Was it more of a, a kind of like a, a it religious was only experience? Me. It was only me, the doctor, and oh, oh, I didn't know it was a closed. Uh, yeah, it was. It was not like part of the university where they had. Ah, I was under the impression that that there were like five of you. No, no, no. There. It was only me because, as I said. Um, it was part of that that part of that hospital, the pathology, and whenever they had a case, why were you there? I had an apprenticeship from my university. Yeah, I was, but, but why? But I was interested. <laughs> but you were you were interested in in what part? I wanted. I they asked me if I want to be part of the dissection. They had a case. Um, okay, so you were interested in seeing what the human body is made of. Really. Yes, I just wanted to know how the whole thing worked. I actually right. thought myself once um, if I would become a doctor, I would be. I would actually like to to work with deaf people because I'm, I'm a little clumsy and you know when I would I would have worked with living people I would have just probably <laughs> did things that they would have killed you know me you know I, oh I'm, I'm a little uh, I do things <laughs> that I thought well, I can't say that your judgment doesn't isn't sound it's still a bit uh, off-putting off-putting <laughs> Well, anyways, I was interested in. I just just was interested to see how the human body looks like, how that whole autopsy works, and that's why I asked if I or they actually asked me if I can, you know, if I mm -hmm. want to be part of it. And so yeah, it was only me. The the she was a young assistant doctor, and um, she went through it, explained me, explained everything to me. It was really interesting, but also at the same time, I was shocked how how this whole thing worked. Right. Yes. And, I, and and so now that you've experienced that, um, how do you feel about hospitals and 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 uh, handling <laughs> the dead now? Yeah, well, you can imagine <laughs> we already had that topic in a different episode where well, not I, not to this extent, I don't think we 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 did have this topic, but I mean more now from your experience of uh, having to be, you know, having been a part of an autopsy. Yeah. Um. How well, how did that change your view on on uh, the on medicine as a profession. Well, again, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that I never never really followed that idea and became a, a mad doctor, you know. I I think I would have, yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have enjoyed it knowing mm. that a lot what you learn is is more on a level to not prevent illnesses but to really treat them and I think for myself I I learned how to look at my illnesses in a very different way. I appreciate I appreciate them and I welcome them as a sign for me to know something is not right here. Mm -hmm. So I have to look at it, but I have to look at it on a different level, not by taking pills or going to get an operation, but to look at what is wrong in my, my um, energetic field. Where are old memories? Where are old traumas that I have to look at? Where are feelings that got stuck mm -hmm. that are kind of blocking my energy flow? And once you look at them, you release them and the symptoms are gone. And this is nothing that you you will learn in the medical school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think. Yeah. 
So I would have wasted my time on yeah. that, I think. Well, it's funny. I, I learned today something to just talk about what you were saying. You just get another wine and I didn't get any. Well, you only had one earlier. We shared it. Or did you make two earlier? We had two. Oh, where's the second one? That's yours on the thingy. What? Where? Oh, look at this. We got two wines now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you want the cold, or the, the cold or the warm one? Well, now I want a warm one. I want one. the warm one, too. So we'll, we'll share the cold one after. I was wondering. Like, so you still you forgot about it. Why would I only have wine for myself? Well, you gave it to me in a coffee cup. I didn't realize that was wine. Oh, okay. I thought that was my tea from well, earlier. Well, it's a hot wine, you know. You have a mm. coffee cup because it's hot. Um. So it, it's funny. Um. Bill uh, Mollison, the, the, the so-called grandfather of... Uh, uh, or, or the called... The, the, he has the title of being the grandfather of permaculture. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his students came to him one day and said, um, you know, I have this great garden. Um, I've got lots of vegetation. Everything's blooming. Lots of food. It's great. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, have, I have all these slugs, all these snails and slugs that are just eating all of my lettuce and all of my produce. It's awful. How do I, how do I get rid of them? And the the way that he that he said um, the way that he addressed this, he said, well, it's not that you have an infestation of slugs or snails. Mm. What you have is a duck deficiency. <laughs> like and, and, you, and, and so the solution isn't to mm. find a pesticide or a way to yeah. exterminate them. The solution is to add more life into the system that balances the, the ecology of it. Yeah. And just yeah, like yeah. you said with the, with the medical industry, that it's not about prevention, it's about treatment, meaning that it's expect it's waiting for the problems to happen so that they have a job, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can sell their pills that are all mm-hmm. chemistry-based, mm-hmm. right? This it's, it's that same idea, whereas um, maybe what's the reason why you're getting sick is because there's something in there's something in your life that's lacking. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's like a, an imbalance, a, a, right? So well, you're not just, just an imbalance. To... I mean, there might be a, a type of life energy that you're lacking. You need more ducks. Meet, exactly. You have a duck deficiency. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Here, have some of the wine. Thank you. It's a very sweet one. It actually tastes like there's honey in it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's very sweet though. So. All right. So we've we've said a lot already. Um, we've been rolling for an hour and fifteen minutes. It's a very slow day in the chat today, but that's okay. I think that uh, it's a nice Sunday evening to be able to just hang out. Well, it's out. also smart homes, slow people. Well, see, there you go. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's where it all comes together, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's let's take a look at our pile again, and I think that we'll do another half an hour today, and uh, we'll call it a nice, lovely Sunday evening. Okay. And uh, I, I need to turn off and wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have vacation this week, oh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. After all the work, after all the excitement in the last couple weeks. So um, what have you uh, accomplished over the last couple of weeks before we go into our next topic? Well, yeah, I, I already said that I finished my second book. It's pretty much done. I also redid some of my illustrations to make them look a little nicer. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the things that I want in my life and that I don't want. <laughs> also, I... I had a job interview, which at the end didn't work out, but it. Um, I got a very nice um, feedback. feedback. Yeah. I got a lot of nice feedback from the people and it opened up my my view on myself a lot because they clearly saw me as a leader, leading person with a lot of energy. <laughs> that actually was the reason at the end they, they did not want me because I have too much energy. And she also said she would recommend for me finding someone where I can really live up to my my tempo, which is pretty fast. She said, you know, you are very fast and you you like to implement things, you like to move things and realize things. And it's important for you to find an environment where you're actually able to 
to be yourself. And that was very valuable. I was thankful for her words and her honesty about that because I, I always ask myself, you know, I felt like I have to slow down <laughs> because others were not so, so fast. And I always thought like, I'm, I'm too fast. I'm too fast. Or uh, I'm, I'm not, not the way I should be. And this is the same thing. If you keep telling your yourself this story, eventually you will end up in areas where it's true, where you always feel like you are not right, you are too much, you are too less, you're too fast, you're too slow. But allowing yourself to be who you really are with everything and then find that spot where you can settle in, where you really fit in. And I think this is also the idea with the permaculture, that you allow a piece of land to fall into how it wants to be to find that sweet spot where everything is in in balance and in flow where there are enough snails for enough duckies and mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is also how i see my life i want to find that sweet spot where things are flowing and really regenerating themselves right whether well, it's with people or it's in a job situation mm -hmm. there, there's something funny to be said about that too and um that is that it's not just about how something is in balance. It's actually how something has the ability to change to deal with change. Yeah, yeah. It, it's some, it's, so balance in this case is not like a sterility of balance or mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier with uh, um, what's that word that we used? Um, sustainability. Sustainability, right? It, it's not about sustainability. It's about if all of a sudden something. It's you. You mentioned this before. What are you uh, being resilient? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, a good ecosystem has the, the ability to be resilient to yes. change. Yes. Meaning that it will take a lot to knock it out of balance. Yeah. So it's a good balance, but it's a very expanded version of balance in that uh, it, it, it can survive under a lot of pressure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's very, um, yeah, resilient. There we go. <laughs> and I would say the, the same you can find for your own life once you find that connection to your soul this is where you become more resilient because whatever happens in the outside, you you find that stillness, you find that safety and security within yourself. And no matter what happens to you in the outside, you are still connected and, and you go with the flow. Mm -hmm. You're not freaking out because you you know things are going to be okay. You know, this is uh, what life wants you to do right now or what you should experience and take it um, as it comes. That's right. Very well said. Thank you. <laughs> so sometimes I have moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was one of them. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, <laughs> what uh, What would you say? Uh, we 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 now look um, when it comes to our pile. Let's now focus on the pile that is um, not just chemistry. What mm. what what is to be said about that? Because we've said a lot about the the um, the world that is being created or generated by the pile of just chemistry. Mm. Let's flip that around. Well, yeah. I mean, everything that we just said, you can see it from the different point of view. If you believe that there's more than just chemistry, that things are connected, that there is a certain life energy inherent in everything around you, and you are able to communicate with that life energy to create whatever you want. I mean, this opens up so much possibilities, and you. I think we would we would handle our our life with more care the things that we we bring into reality because we know how much 
how much it affects everything around us. Um, probably that's at least for me, you know, once I realized mm -hmm. that there's so much more out there well, that I'm very, very much, I, I'm not so, how you say that? I'm taking more responsibility for the things that I'm doing because right. I know that it affects everything that's, around me. That's a great point. So um, it's funny because uh, in the permaculture course that I'm taking right now, mm -hmm. uh, that is the main mantra mm -hmm. is actually taking responsibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a very important mantra, mm -hmm. right? Uh, not, not just for yourself, but for your loved ones too. And um, when I look into my industry, right? Uh, building automation. What does that mean? I see a lot of people who are um, constantly externalizing all their problems to what they believe to be experts. Mm -hmm. Meaning that what's happening is just that they they buy concepts and solutions that they themselves don't understand and have no relationship to. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find it very strange uh, to see that so often. How do you live um, in a system? Or in a in, in an environment that is not understood by yourself, mm. right? I, so now, when we take this idea and and, and go past the scientific world, mm -hmm. and we even go past the spiritual world, let's just talk about the pragmatic world, the one in which we live. Um, it makes sense to be able to have a grasp on your own environment. It makes mm -hmm. sense to mm -hmm. be able to um, not constantly have to rely on a, a source. Of of whatever it be, yeah, yeah, for absolutely. your s s sustenance, sustainability, mm -hmm. sustainability. See, that's that word again. Yeah, uh, for your ability to actually not just be sustainable, but to be regenerative, to mm -hmm. to uh, expand to the the potential mm -hmm. that you could be. Mm -hmm. And and I see this in the scholastic system, starting really really young. You know, we go through how many years in school, and it doesn't seem to be a part of the main curriculum anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. When you now look at, like I said, I, I see this generation of people who are just consumers buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff, thinking that putting money on the table and buying a service is going to fill a hole in their heart mm. um, that is probably there to begin with because there's no real connection to reality. Absolutely. And the sad thing is that they don't know about it, right? So they think by consuming, by running after goals in their lives that this will fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Um but if if they would have just stopped for a second and someone would tell them, you know, it's not going to fix your problems. <laughs> yeah, you have to f to to find um, something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It actually only happened to me, I think, twice now that I think <laughs> about it, where I ended up doing a job for uh, well, three times to, for mm -hmm. programmers, and so the man of the house was a programmer by profession, or mm -hmm. it was a company that had uh, like a huge uh, like a back when I worked for Bosch, for example. Um, well, did a, a contracted with, uh, for Bosch. They had a division of of, of, of engineers and so on and mm -hmm, so forth. Mm -hmm. And in these three examples, these engineers and these other programmers, they were so interested in the technology that they that they asked me for all the literature that that I can mm. give them. Mm -hmm. And they learned it, and they mm -hmm. created their own interface and was able to mm -hmm. uh, control everything in their home and, yeah. and create their own programs. And it was an example like, do we have to be engineers and programmers in order to do this? No, I, I I I think that nowadays um, we're all computer savvy. I mean, how many of you out there have a computer in your pocket or nearby right now, mm -hmm. sitting on the table, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what these phones are today. Mm -hmm. They're they're powerful computers, and um, so the fact that we live in a constant environment with computers tells me that the average person should have more understanding of how they work, um, and and not just always think that. 
it was designed to be efficient by professionals and therefore it will be. Not mm. really. I think that uh, it's something I've said many, many times is that um, I remember the first time I turned on a computer back in the 90s and I, I went online, right? And I'm, I'm sitting there with uh, some friends of the family and, uh, you know, neighborhood friends and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm telling them, I'm saying, this is amazing. Look, it takes like two minutes to download a picture, <laughs> but look at all. Look at that. Once you once you've downloaded, you 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 have a picture there. You yeah, know, I yeah, didn't yeah. have to. I didn't have to send it over the telephone wires. I didn't have to send it by courier. I just have it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, as the months went by, I just I thought to myself, wow, you know, this stuff really is kicking up. It's it's becoming something. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till it all just really works because it was very very buggy. Mm-hmm. And that was in like ninety five. Mm. And here we are now, uh, how many years later? <laughs> yeah. 30 years later? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, almost 30 years. And I'm thinking to myself today, I'm like, shit still doesn't work. It's it, like back then, <laughs> that was the first thing I thought to myself is like, hooking up a printer back then, hasn't it hasn't got much easier, right? <laughs> you know, being able to get a new computer and a new printer and make them work together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's sometimes like if you work in an office environment, oh my God, it's just like that movie Office Space. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh. And and so it's just funny to see that after everything is said and done, I think that the stability and the functionality hasn't actually improved. Mm. Instead, we just have more consumerism guiding the way that this stuff is working. And yeah, yeah. A consumerism that's void of connection to reality. And this void is creating um, foolish growth. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Um, so now we have these. Uh, so we let's look at our piles now. We have the pile where we talked about um, the medical industry mm-hmm. and the food industry and ecology. We have the pile of the people who are now saying, or we have the pile of that there's perhaps not just chemistry, right? I think that me, like you mentioned, um, wanting to connect, mm-hmm. wanting to be responsible. I think that's a huge thing. Is is that wanting to under wanting to conceive that the universe is more than just chemistry starts, I think, with that thought exercise of wanting to be responsible for yourself. Mm. Because it's very easy to believe that you're not responsible for yourself, for therefore yep. everything that happens to you just happens to you, and you're either a victim or you're uh, yeah, an yeah. abuser, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a horrible way to look at life. I know Absolutely. a lot of people that look at life like that. Yeah, me too. Right, People who have told me in the past, born into this world with nothing and you're going to die with nothing so therefore you can do whatever the fuck you want between mm. that's a horrible way to look at things and these people were awful I mean, the people who tell me that kind of stuff are usually mm. sociopaths and um, so now when we look at that that pile again you know not just chemistry the big thing is now the ability to expand into the infinite mm-hmm. the ability to think that the infinite has infinite potential mm-hmm. That we are infinite, mm-hmm. that everything around us is infinite. And I think that yep. this is now something where when you start to bring the infinite into the finite, which is maybe the, your life, mm-hmm. right? Our life yeah, has yeah, a yeah. finite end, but with infinite possibility. Yeah. Um, in infinite communication, infinite knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's it's really an amazing thing to, to, to start to grasp and to start to play with. And yep. so this is something where I start to see, okay, so you have the pile on the table that is just chemistry and not just chemistry. Just chemistry is finite. Mm. That, that's what that means to me. It's it's that uh, I, I loved um, Kierkegaard mm-hmm. uh, reading his stuff when I was younger. And that's a big thing he talks about. He talks about the finite and the infinite. 
right? That the fine a person who suffers from only being able to look at the world in in a finite way is a person who um, has no identity because he can only join a group. Yeah, he has to uh, find something established in order to get along. He has to, um, um, you know, toe the line and um, and and just realize that uh, life and death doesn't matter, right? There's nothing afterwards. Everything is just finite. Yeah, yeah. And um, very cold existence. And then he also says, with that in that same regard, that when you have the infinite possibility in Europe and you're obsessed and only in the infinite. It's kind of the same thing, but on the other side of the spectrum where now you have infinite possibility, you have infinite everything, um, infinite morality, infinite uh, um, um, knowledge, all that stuff. But the problem is, is that then these people who tend to be only obsessed with everything being infinite are people that have no footing on solid ground mm, yeah, because yeah. they're in constant flux and uh, they try on personalities like uh, like pieces of clothes, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so this is a really funny mix now, right? Where we're, uh, if, if you learn to balance that infinite and the finite together mm -hmm, and to understand mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. in many cases it's a duality, mm -hmm. that everything around us is very dualistic in nature, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the ability to play with it and to experience it furthermore without these belief systems, instead of maybe a belief system, you have an idea system that yeah. can just be expanded upon or, or shrunk at will, right? Mm -hmm. So that being said, now um, the ability to perceive the infinite and and the possibility of infinite um structures right within within our finite life within the finite world is something that um is is now a fuel for our own manifestation our own life energy our own uh, ability ability to thrive even in the environment that we live in you know mm -hmm. when we talk about politics and we talk about um world issues and economics and stuff like that what does it all boil down to other than you know this 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 argument of finite and infinite right uh, we live in a universe of finite resources or infinite resources yeah. we, uh, what is a resource i think this is something that maybe you could explain as a biologist you've you've spoken about this in the past that if you remove the resources mm -hmm. you remove life mm -hmm. Explain yeah. that. Explain that a little bit, because you explained that really well uh, on Friedman Fly's show yeah. with the rabbits on uh, how, in order to get rid of them from Frankfurt, um, they didn't go around and hunt the rabbits. Well, they did. Yeah. But what they really inevitably did was, is they changed the landscape so much that they could no longer survive there. Well, yeah, you just take away the essentials that um, you they need for life, and this is the same for every living organism you need to have a food and you need to have a place where you can hide and you know like um raise your youngs and, and be secure and if you take that away then uh well let's life doesn't exist anymore. let's throw that onto us now yeah. what do we need for life yeah well i mean they have the same you know the the same basic needs <laughs> like we need food we need shelter mm-hmm and a secure place to be, water, oxygen, these essentials. And then on top of it, you need like social bondings. And Well, I was going to uh, say, like, what about happiness and love? Well, yeah, that, that's something else, you know, you have right? the essentials and then you have... Um, well, well, but this is the funny thing is that is, is, is happiness <coughs> um, and love not an essential? Yeah, yeah. Like, again, it, I'm, I'm not I think so. That it's not probably something you learned in, in school. Yeah, again, I'm not so much into the whole. You know, and I, I wrote about this in my book as well. And they had different separations where you start first with the physical needs, mm -hmm. which are food, oxygen, rest, 
Right. Sleep. Like you can't live another 10 minutes without breathing, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, just the obvious stuff. And then, of course, uh, you have other other needs such as the social bondings, um, happiness and um, being comfortable. You avoid the uncomfortable. What else was it? A sense of belonging and knowledge so that you're able to um, have wisdom. Orientation is mm -hmm. one of it, too. What else was it? I, I think I forgot about it. Yeah, uh, lust. Mm -hmm. um, you know, also having that um, sexual drive kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reproduction. Yeah, libido. Libido. And I would even add, you know, also like as a, sen a sense of belonging, um, maybe having that that higher spiritual approach to it, whether you are believe in, in, in God or something else, but really just having that sense of um, something greater that you belong yep. to. Well, at whether it be greater or not, um, <clears throat> I, I definitely can say that um, the ability to truly feel that you're allowed to be yeah. and that you can continue being. I think that for humans, this mm -hmm. is more important because I think this is something that plagues us specifically. Mm -hmm. I don't think animals necessarily have that dilemma, mm -hmm. right? They They are or they're not. They're you know? not questioning that. <laughs> well, I, exactly. I don't know how much animals actually question that because, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I I I can't see inside their heads. But oh. I can definitely say that from the animals that I've known in my life, mm -hmm. they want to be happy. Yeah. 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 That's right? all they, 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 they want. They... Yeah. They want security yeah. and comfort. Yeah. Um. And 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 so on. And stability. They need food, shelter, and you just see that with our cats. You know, they they're happy just being with us, having their food, having their their nice cozy sleeping places, and um, whatever they feel like, they 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 go and take it. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's a big thing to end on for today. Yeah. Is um. How would you put it into words? You said it nicely a few minutes ago. Well, fulfill your needs, I would say. And not only on the chemist chemical level, not only like having food and water and oxygen, mm. but also beyond that chemical level, which is, you know, fulfill your needs in terms well, of what is important for you, having relationships with other people, um, like loving relationships and having a work that fulfills you and a sense of belonging and meaning in your life. Mm -hmm. So really, really fulfill these, these, yeah, why do I say that? <laughs> these Connections. needs. Um, one, one thing that I would uh, add is, you know, going to the main topic of today, not just chemistry, mm -hmm. is once you felt the 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 world and the universe outside of just chemistry mm. it's not something that can be unfelt yeah and maybe this true. is something that we should have opened with instead of closing but i think it's <laughs> something that is is absolutely yeah, yeah, um yeah yeah essential to the topic yeah is that a lot of people will are may argue okay so you you you've had this hippy dippy experience um good for you Mm. right how is this going to put more bread on my table how is this going to get me a new car mm. and the truth is is that um the question you should be asking yourself is um why are you buying shitty bread and piece of shit cars mm. and 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 this is this is now that that idea of when you have a connection to um yeah. reality maybe you're not interested in bread anymore maybe you're interested in something else maybe you're yeah. not interested in a piece of shit car maybe you're interested in something else and that's yeah. and that is something that can't be undone nope, in the sense can't. that 
um, your interests change and you manifest yeah. your connection to the world on a level that you don't want to go back to. You don't Absolutely. want to go back to the grocery store. You don't want to go back to the car dealership. It's not interesting anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah, it's really a very, um, very personal experience. And once you had a couple of these experiences, for example, with me, once I started the the shamanic practices and the journeying specifically where things happened that I wasn't sure is that happening only in my head? <laughs> is that real? You know, questioning right. yourself. But at the end, it didn't matter because that was my own experience. It didn't matter whether it was true or real. It was real for me, real enough that I thought, wait a minute, well, this is, you know, this is really strange. <laughs> mm -hmm. And a lot of cool things came out of it and it enriched my life. So why would I want to go back to a life where I felt before not connected Whereas while yeah. doing this, I felt so much more love and my life changed so much to the better. Yeah, like, like you said many times before, um, a couple, about a month ago, we did that episode, Maddie goes, went all in. Yeah, yeah. And that was about uh, a journey that you had in your life where you realized that you had to sever kind of uh, the umbilical, so to say, to mm -hmm. uh, a dying world, which mm. was the world of you constantly restricting yourself yeah, yeah, and yeah. putting um, heavy rules over your head in order to exist. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the scholastic system took a lot out of you and in order to survive in it, you had to become very numb Yeah. and you had to become very disconnected to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that altogether, you know, created for you the opportunity now to see the world as not just chemistry and to be able to yeah. create a deeper connection and to trust mm. that, uh, and it's funny because you know this uh, as a biologist, you know that life is is is, is going to live, mm -hmm. right? And life wants to live. And, yeah, if, yeah. You, and if you give it what, uh, what if, if you allow uh, the environment to be fruitful, life yeah, will, yeah, fruit, yeah. Will, yeah. Will, will bear fruit, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I think the 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 trick is to first realize that. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the the trick is to first realize within yourself your life. You know, your life mm -hmm. essence, that that energy within you, and from there create your environment and really fulfill and and find whatever you need. And you might think, wow, you know, with that manifestation, I can manifest myself being becoming rich and mm -hmm. you know and and popular and all that. Um, but I think the more you look into it, the more you realize, well, this is not necessary. You don't need to manifest yourself rich or <laughs> popular because why? I mean, you just because you want to feel better, you want to be seen by other people, then it's also kind of, you know, you create mm. a character that's not really you. Whatever whatever you want to experience in, in this world, it will come to you, to your essence that, that matches your energy, your soul energy. Well, and, and I think that this is important in that, um, like you said, I, th I think that there is a, a lot of want yeah, and I think that, uh, like I've said before, is I know that in my life how I've made my connection more and more into perhaps the world that mm -hmm. is not just chemistry. Um, it's a connection that I cannot undo and cannot be easily taken back. And for this reason, it's it's something that it has enriched my life, mm. right? And um, what what was the last thing that you said? Exactly. I'm trying to put it into good words. Well, um, I I was said, you know, about the manifestation process that many people have goals, like I want to become rich and manifesting to right. it and also become popular. But I think it's it's maybe the first couple steps I was like that too. But once you realize that you have already everything within you, you don't need to 
to put yourself out there so people give you energy. Right. You well, have it within you. And once you realize that and you you can just open up yourself, you can be mm. present in every moment and whatever comes to you is the right thing. And you can just be, you know, mm. be surprised what life wants you to experience. And yeah, without nice having any any ideas how it should be without creating a persona around yourself and i i was like that for a, for a long time where i thought like you know i want to play the piano i want to play the flute i want to um, improve my irish dancing but i was not happy or i had not a lot of fun doing it because i did it in order to make myself more interesting right. for others you know and and to show off <laughs> it's like well, look what i can do but it was not something that I wanted to do just because it's it's fun for me. Um, I wanted to to do it from 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 a different reason. Right. Yeah. But what I was, uh, yeah, exactly. Very well mm. said. Um, uh, one thing I want to emphasize on is that, um, yeah, when you start building <coughs> that connection, and it becomes more and more powerful, you start to realizing, you start to realize that life isn't necessarily about wants. Yeah. No, and no, I think that not. that's the things that, you know, some people do long to have uh, this this celebrity status mm -hmm. or to build something that's mm -hmm. big that everybody can look at and appreciate. Yeah. But I definitely think that the more that you create a positive connection to reality, the more you start to put bring these things into question. You know, mm -hmm. I myself yeah, yeah, absolutely. with um, my, my work and my um, industry and all that stuff, I've taken a lot of it into question and I don't mm. know um, how I'm going to go forward with it. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, next year I'll be um, self-employed again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that I can't <clears throat> do it the way that it has been done because the industry has changed and I can't yeah. fool myself into thinking that um, I'll be able to do things and bring things back to the way that they mm. used to be because it's not it's not that, that's just not the way that, that it works, right? It's not a realistic way of looking at yeah. the situation. And so for me, instead of actually trying to um, flow or fight the tide, you know, or fight uh, the, the the current, I'm, I'm, I'm going into a new paradigm shift. Mm. And for me in my life, I'm starting to realize instead of focusing on what I want, I'm actually going to give up all of my wants. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and rebuild myself on, in, in a way that <clears throat> to me, I think can bear bigger fruit. And, at that point, I know that when that happens to me, I'll mm -hmm. have new wants. And when I know and I yep. have them, I'll share them with you guys because yeah. I think we'll still be here. We'll see if we if we still want this. Well, I think um, one one way to test for yourself what you know the goals that you have are they because is it really something you want to experience in your life um, from a very deep soul level, or is it because you want to fill a gap and you want to create a persona for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like with me. Um, I can see it once I became an author. I met a lot of authors who just write because they want to become popular, right? So and they, they write what's popular. Well, yeah, and they write what's popular, and they but they they see themselves as that author uh, and they go to readings to to show off, show themselves. Like for me. I had in different aspects, but with writing, I just enjoy the process of writing. That's all. I don't care about the, <laughs> actually really about the the project at the end, you know, knowing that I have books out there. Yes, of course, it's nice. And people tell you, you know, like you can have a reading and all that. But this was not my goal. It was not the, the book to be ready and to call myself an author, but just the process itself. I love it and I enjoy writing. And I think you can look at yourself once you do something. Do you really enjoy it? 
Or is it more like, well, I do it because I want to have the outcome in my life. And again, I had that with my Irish dance where I pushed hard and I didn't really enjoy it at the end. But I thought mm -hmm. like, oh, it's nice to be on the stage and to show people that I'm doing something many people don't can do. Yep. Um, but I gave up all of this because I realized I, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm not enjoying it as much. And also with me, the drawing, I enjoy drawing. And sometimes I'm even kind of, you know, I don't like actually people looking at my drawings and say, wow, that looks amazing because I feel a little bit, you know, intimidated. It's not about that. I mm -hmm. don't like to be, to put myself out there. I just enjoy the process. And I think that's a good thing to look at the things that you do in your life. Do you enjoy the process? And if you don't care about the outcome, I think it's a pretty good hint that this is something that you should do. That this is just something um, your life or your soul wants you to do and create and, and, also enriches the skills right? right and eventually that's also one thing success will come no matter what if you want it or not <laughs> <laughs> because you're just spending so much time on this specific skill and you become better and better and better and eventually yeah you will yeah. change things in, in life yeah um, so let's close this down for yeah, today. Yeah, my voice is kind of leaving me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, what are we at? An hour and uh, a half already? Hour and 40. Yeah, let's well, let's okay, close yeah, it down yeah, for today. Enough. So I wanted to say that uh, this uh, episode actually, <coughs> it came to me, the title, um, not just chemistry, for many reasons. And uh, one of them was actually a, a friend of mine who's a, a big, um, how can I say, advocator of the mRNA uh, vaccination. Mm -hmm. um, and I, when I told him that I wasn't going to do any of that stuff uh, because I just don't uh, feel like I, that, that that's, mm -hmm. that's something that I need to invite into my life, mm -hmm. um, his answer was, um, life is just chemistry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and so therefore um we don't worry <laughs> don't worry about it if we don't figure it out this time we'll figure it out eventually yeah, yeah. and that was a big thing to me when i when i and i looked at him i said if you think that life is just chemistry then you've really mm. lost the ability to connect yeah it's to sad, reality yeah. or to your own life in a deep way yeah, yeah. and that was kind of how i left that uh and, and and it's one of these things where i think that a lot of people they they, they say these things as maybe like what we call a knee-jerk reaction that every that life is just chemistry, mm -hmm. and um, as I mentioned, you know before, with the finite and the infinite. What do you guys think about this out there? Is life just chemistry? How do you feel about <laughs> that? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that uh, when I started realizing a long, long, long time ago that there is something outside of chemistry, that life essence might not be quantifiable in the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. That um, you know, a lot of the the the, the scientific work that actually today is uh, trying to tell us that um, our reality is more holographic in nature or it's more digital in nature than we, mm. than we want to admit. Um, it, it tells us that there's something outside of our understanding and it tells us that there's something far, far, far greater yeah, yeah. Right? than the senses that we perceive based yeah. off of the chemicals that we Absolutely. believe are responsible for it. So let's leave it at that for today. Yeah. Do you have any final words you'd like to uh, wind down with? Um, yeah, I just, you know, suggest or kind of invite everyone out there to open themselves up to the possibility that there's more, life is more than chemistry and <laughs> exploring that idea, no matter how you want to do it, whether you want to also just like I back then, you know, learn some shamanic techniques to see what's still, what's out there. If you want to try this or 
go to meditations or anything like that where you could experience that level of consciousness and that level of observing yourself and and connecting to your true essence to your spirit i assure you that it will change your life <laughs> and and enrich your life in a different way it makes you more connected to everything that is out there specifically when you always feel very lonely um in your life that this is a, a huge thing that is missing we we forgot to connect with everything that is out there on that very very deep level and i i i can just encourage you and invite you to yeah to to have a look at this topic um, deeper and explore it in your own way to see what is what does you um where are your interests in in that level yep. so yeah, so Uh, before we close, where is Waldo, who had just migrated over from D Live <laughs> now into the Podbean Live, which is our audio version of the show? Yes, says uh, we have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. And you, I, this is this is your second book, really. I mean, that's <laughs> what your second, second book. book is about, is it not? Yeah, it is about that. It's about right? stress, and stress has its place. And, and stress is is stress a negative or a positive thing? Well, it's, it depends on how you want to see it. <laughs> well, it's it's a positive thing because it shows you first of all that something is not right in your life obviously um, it, it always has to do with the level of stress as well you know like stress mm -hmm. is when the fitness goes down and your performance which means like your health is going down mm -hmm. the drain and again at the, at we already said during that talk why is that so look at it um because it's a sign that something is not right in your environment something is not right. you know it's kind of like stuck within you all dramas all um, energies that are and that's why things are uncomfortable locked. before we grow yeah and that's why right. why it's uncomfortable because illnesses are uncomfortable and the feeling of being stressed and under pressure is uncomfortable but this is the first step for you to realize first of all something is wrong And also finding the comfortable place again, and it's it's a constant it's a constant way. It will always uh, it will never end as long as you're alive, and this mm -hmm. is part of being alive to evolve. In that yeah. level. And he says here, it says it's just like working out, uh, building up yeah. muscles and yeah, so yeah. on and That's so forth. Uh, it's funny. It's something I even mentioned. I, 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 I've always liked that example too about uh, stress and muscle in the sense that uh, if you want to become a musician, you know, we got these guitars back here mm -hmm. and they didn't come without pain. You know, you get finger blisters and uh, a lot of, you have, to, you have to rewire the way that you think in order to be able to learn an instrument. It's the same thing with putting on muscle or becoming fit. You have to rewire the way that you, with your body, mm -hmm. actually deal with your environment to be able to become stronger. But But again, I would say, you know, it really depends on yourself um, if you are willing to to want to put up with this. Uh, as I said, you know, like if you if you want to become a musician because you're not interested in the process, but in the outcome, you want to be on stage, you find it even more uncomfortable, well, right? That's 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 a completely different thing. But you're that. not wrong in the sense that obviously, you know, when we're talking about what we were talking about earlier, yeah, yeah. it's completely relevant. You can still uh, enjoy the uncomfortable. If you, for example, right. if you have a uh, exercise, like I really like the, the weightlifting part. That it's not it's mm -hmm. it's stress, you know, it's kind of yeah, it's it's like but it's also a lot of fun that is making the stress bearable. <laughs> Whereas right. if I have to go out and run a marathon, like this is not something I want to do. I'm not enjoying it. And I think there's a lot to Some it. people do. And that's and that's yeah, the Yeah, uh, and this is their this you know, this is what they should do then, because if you enjoy the things, I think that's a huge thing that we forgot about. Our life has to be enjoyable, which does not mean that sometimes it's uncomfortable. Writing a mm. book has to be uncomfortable in many ways, but I was always enjoying it. So, yeah. 
Very yeah. lovely said. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're we're closing for today. Yeah. Um, I actually thought about maybe we uh, we we push back Sunday maybe a little bit later, or maybe we even try in the future when uh, yeah. on a day where you, you know you have your vacation and I and uh, I, I don't have, have too much to do <laughs> that we try and do a couple later shows because I think that a lot of the topics that we talk about for us, mm. you know, it's it's about eight p.m. Uh, over here where we live in Central Northern Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think it's really easy for us. The sunset is already around 4 p.m. right now yeah, where we are because we're pretty far up. Time. Um, and <laughs> yeah, in the winter and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very easy, I think, that once the sun has gone down to be able to talk about stuff like this and yeah, to yeah. imagine that life could be more than just chemistry and yeah, to feel it and to absolutely. talk about these weird concepts, uh, you know, um, um, Outside of our normal daily life, yeah. right? Because the noise of the day fades away with the sunset. Yeah. And um, it's one of these things where I know that a lot of the people that listen to us are in North America. And for this reason, it's uh, it's something I'd like to do is to see how we could manage that. Um, to be, Because obviously, to be able to stream at like 9 p.m., it would be like 3 in the morning for us, mm. right? Maybe there's some, maybe maybe in the near future, we can try a couple <laughs> shows where we start around midnight and see how that goes. Yeah, okay. We'll yeah, see. you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not so much <laughs> like me. I love my good night's sleep. You yeah, know you that. like your good night's sleep, yep, and, yep, I, and yep. I like uh, going to bed late and, and uh, you know, being a, uh, a night owl. A night owl. All right. <laughs> you guys have a lovely day, a lovely weekend, and talk to you next Wednesday. Hello. Yeah. No, I was just I was just <laughs> looking at that, but this this other computer just died in front ah, of me. Okay. And, uh, All right. Exactly. Anyways. <laughs> so, well then. Good. Anyway, this has been a great show. Yeah. Uh, le levels. I keep thinking of my other show now. Levels of absurdity is my other show, and I gotta uh, I gotta get the, those other recordings up to date. Mm. So smart home, stupid people. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Was this was not just chemistry. I hope you guys think about it. Yeah. And um, you know, apply it into your own lives because it has been probably one of the biggest things that have changed Absolutely. in my life yeah, yeah. is understanding and that feeling yeah. of not just chemistry. Yeah. Okay, everybody, have yourselves a wonderful evening. Good night. Until Wednesday. <laughs> See you there. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.